The views and opinions expressed by guests on Connected do not necessarily reflect those of Side Street Studio Arts. Episodes may contain adult language. Welcome to Connected, the podcast from Side Street Studio Arts, where we talk to the community about the arts. I'm Erin Rayberg, founder and executive director of Side Street, and I'm back with our Vote Local series about the arts in politics in anticipation of Elgin's 2023 local elections for city council and mayor. I will be speaking to as many candidates as possible about their participation in and views on the arts and cultural activities in Elgin. And today we are joined by city council candidate, Anthony Ortiz. Hi, Anthony. Hey, Erin, how you doing? I'm good, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, we're gonna dive right in. I wanna hear your Elgin story, Anthony. What are you doing in Elgin? What does Elgin have to do with you? <laughs> so uh, I'm running for Elgin city council because I wanna give back to the city that helped raise me. So I lived in Elgin for my entire life, except for the four years I was in the Marines. Those four years I live in California, Southern California, the beaches were nice and warm year round. Mm -hmm. The coldest it ever got was probably like 65 degrees. So <laughs> you're feeling that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I want to get back to the city. There's a couple of things I'm running on, like city infrastructure, public safety, uh, the uh, affordable housing. We need more affordable housing in Elgin. And there's a cultural arts type thing. I don't know if it's 100%. What this interview is going to be about with something we're working for the nonprofit I'm with of bringing more cultural things and and uh, arts from the Hispanic community into Elgin. So I think I think I think we're almost there because the city's starting to work with us now. Probably be a question I answer one of your questions later on. So uh, yeah, that's, that's that's my Elgin story. Born and raised here, just want to get back to my city. Got a couple like average, I guess you could say political talking points that I think be fixed within the city. And then uh, some artistic things, I think that uh, we're striving towards. And you're running for a second time, right, Anthony? I mean, this is not a small yep. undertaking. How do you get up and do it again? <laughs> yeah, so in 21, we did this, we did, I interviewed with you and left out, came out pretty awesome. Uh, you have better editing skills than I do. When it comes to this stuff. <laughs> I, I don't do but, it. I can't uh, take yeah, that I lost, credit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I lost by 20, I think it was 24 votes. I give or take like three or four, but somewhere around there. And uh, at that time, I didn't know if I was going to run again, honestly. I was like, I don't know. I was like, but as time went time here was everything. And I started to realize that some of the ideas I was pitching during the last campaign, still weren't being achieved. So I, I was like, you know what? Let's try one more time and see what happens. And we've been out walking and, and doing all the fun campaign stuff. And a lot of people still remember me. So I think it's going to be uh, a little bit better outcome, hopefully, which I think, I think it'll be way better. I, I will find those 24 votes this time. I mean, that is a, a painful number of votes, right? That's just so, so <laughs> within a grasp. But I think it also goes to say, and, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, El not enough people are voting local in Elgin, right? We need more people yeah. to come out and vote every election. That's correct. The municipal elections always like the uh, 
the 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 child that uh, nobody wants to pay attention to, but it's one of the most important kids because most of taxes, most laws affect us immediately at the city level or at the county level. But once we get to state, federal, it takes a while for the trickle down to actually affect us. Like since yeah. it could do a tax thing right now and then affect us tomorrow. But when the feds do it, you hardly see the, the difference in it. So I think, I think, I personally think that the local is way more important than the other guys. I agree. Um, what has been your past involvement in supporting the arts and culture in Algin? So uh, over the past four years, at first we were just a, a bunch of uh, people in Elgin that were doing that Hispanic Cur- uh, Heritage Caravan. We did our third annual this past year, past September. And we actually, this last December 21, we incorporated, became a nonprofit. So now we're doing it all under our nonprofit umbrella called Friends of Mason. So what we're doing with this is we're trying to get the Hispanic community out to show their culture and show what artistic things they have. Some of the ladies come dressed up in these really nice dresses or they decorate their cars to have like the Mexican flag or, or uh, Honduras flag or uh, um, a flag from uh, Belize or something. And then they, they decorate their cars, uh, their, their culture. I think it's awesome. So with this year coming around, we're going to uh, partner with the city of Elgin for their September event. What the plan is. The city of Elgin is going to have a concert and some other activities in, for Hispanic Heritage Month. And we reached out to them and they, and they re- replied and willing to work with us and see how we could incorporate our caravan and all the hundreds of people we gather for our event and, and collaborate with the city so the city can have the same people there for their event. And then it'll be a huge festival. And the tentative date right now is actually Mexican Independence Day, which is September 16th. Of 23 so we have what eight months yeah january thing january is almost over so we have about eight months to figure it out <laughs> um so, i know you've done this event kind of in i won't say independent of the city you know but trying to work with the city and now this is like a new evolution of this idea right a, a, a partnership with the city how has that process been and you know wanting to get to be a council member are there ways that you would want to adapt that process, you know, coming from the production side of things into working with the city? So we tried to partner with, um, we always wanted the police department, like the chief Lally, she's always said, whatever we need, let her know and she'll make sure the officers are there for the safety, our safety, and then community and the traffic. So she's always been 100% willing to help us. Uh, some of the struggles we've had, obviously, is like the bureaucracy through City Hall, which maybe a lot of businesses have or, or other organizers have. So we tried, what we did last year, we tried to partner with them last year. And the, I don't say deal, but like the agreements didn't really align. So we was depending, again, if we did it under a nonprofit. But we kind of gave my heads up, like, this year is going to be a lot bigger than last year and the first year because a lot more people know about it and a lot people were expecting and i think we had a from what the police department told us the caroline was like five miles long and it shut down route 31 on the kimball bridge and the national street bridge for like 30 minutes so now after the event happened epd we were sat down with the commander from elgin police department the mayor and 
annually to figure out how we could work with the city to try to minimize the traffic congestion. And uh, we came up with this idea of the September thing, partnering with the city. So for us, it was learning the hard way, but hopefully for other people that are organizing stuff, it's a little bit easier to partner with the city, which is as a council person, I want to do is partner with more organizations that have ideas instead of having them having to learn the hard way that maybe they should listen the first time. <laughs> that I mean, that's part of starting anything, you know, and I can only speak to starting things in Elgin, but it feels like it should be easier. Maybe it should, you know, yeah. there, there is all of that bureaucracy and it feels like there could be some ironing out of it, you know, somewhere along the way. <laughs> what do you, and plus you need a good group of guys because uh, when we, when we started this whole adventure, because they used to do the caravans every September and then it went away for like 10 years, probably a little bit longer. As long as you have a good group of guys and girls that help organize it, you can do anything. I agree completely. <laughs> <laughs> to to that end, what do you think the city's role and responsibilities should be in these sorts of cultural and artistic and creative activities that people are are coming up with? And and do you think the city city's currently filling that roles or role? Or is there room for improvement? Uh, there's the city's trying to fix the events that got canceled from 2020 and then from in 20, 2008 when the recession happened, a lot of events from like different communities got canceled because loss of funds and then COVID couldn't really conjugate too many people in one area. So they're trying to slowly fix that. And the Hispanic thing is they're really trying to fix it now this year. So I'm proud of that, that the city is finally realizing, all right, we got to half the city or 45% of the city is Hispanic, then we need we need to start bringing their culture into it more. And then mm -hmm. uh, the city's also uh, went with the African-American community in that Juneteenth in June. So they're slowly trying to rebuild all the events that got either canceled or never happened in the first place. One event that I think would be pretty cool to bring is a lot of people don't want to compare to other cities like Naperville, Aurora, the Tri-Cities down in St. Charles, Geneva, Batavia. But it never hurts to take ideas from them or borrow them. Honestly, take them. They might think we're stealing their stuff. <laughs> but have a, a a gay pride parade or something like Aurora has or Chicago has, and do the same thing here. Because then, then, and then we're we'll, then we're including our our LGBTQ uh, community into it into the cultural arts also. Because right now we don't have it, and I think it was. 2020 or 2019, they were planning a parade in Elgin, and I'm not too sure what happened, but it ended up getting canceled. And if it happened in 2020, we all know why that got canceled, but if it happened in 2019, I'm not too sure why it did, but I did remember seeing stuff on Facebook about it and people organizing it. So the city's working towards fixing some of the stuff, but I think we need to work a little bit harder to fix and include more of our community into events and functions. So our the, the folks listening know Side Street is the umbrella organization for the Elgin Pride Group, and they are bringing a pride parade to us the first weekend of June this year. So it is happening. Oh, sweet. It is moving forward. I don't know how the city relationship is going. You know, I know it's being worked on. Um, so that is coming back and hopefully all are continuing to learn from the lessons that yeah. you know, you're, you're mentioning. Um so that's great. Uh, 
Oh, what was I just going <laughs> to distract me with the pride? Parade. I, got, <laughs> I got excited about that one. <laughs> well, um, I, I, I was walking yesterday and I was talking to a voter and uh, I asked them like, what, like, what concerned them the most? And they said they, they, he, uh, he was, a, he lives in a, in, in a gay household and he wants to see more activities for him and his family. And then I brought up that to him about, about the parade and uh, Aurora in Chicago would do it. And I just had one planned and then something fell through and never happened. And he said that he would love to see that actually happen and actually have a committee, like a city commission, how Aurora has a city commission where they meet maybe once a month, once a quarter to have ideas and stuff. Man. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see if it happens. I'll push for it to happen. <laughs> but, but, uh, you're hearing that only- from the people you're talking to as you're walking around meeting people, too. Yeah, yeah correct. Um, one thing I wanted to ask about, right, you bring up Hispanic Heritage Month, you bring up Juneteenth, you bring up Pride Parades, right, all of these important cultural activities that we continue to bring back, support, uh, invigorate within our community. And that also makes us think of more inclusion throughout everything, right? It's important to celebrate these groups for who they are and their individual creativities and attributes. How do you feel about the inclusion of these groups throughout the rest of the arts and culture in the city of Elgin? Are, Are you seeing or hearing anything about that? Can you ask the question again? Because I was thinking of the first half of the question. Yeah, yeah. No, that's all right. So, right, we want to make sure we have these special moments to celebrate different cultures. That's absolutely important. And what about the inclusion of all of these cultures in all of the other activities and events and that sort of thing throughout the rest of the year, right? Not just in a moment when we're specifically focusing on celebrating them. Uh, the, they're starting a concert series and uh, this summer. Like, I don't know if you've been in Elgin long, but we, the Grand Victoria Casinos have a concert series throughout the summer and it went away and now the city is going to start doing that concert series. We're doing one a month starting in June, July, August, and then September is going to be like the, the end of it. So during that and then during some like, like the uh, farmer's market, which I know is more DNA based than it is based and then that we should also include all those cultures in there too, so they can continually have in their exposure and teaching more of our city of how they live or how they dress or what they like the music they like listening to or what they like to paint and draw. I'm always uh, that's how I go to those events. Always the booths I like going to are the ones that are cultures different than from mine because I get to learn something or or uh, interact with somebody that speaks a whole different language than I do. Like IFAS, I, I used to like going to IFAS because we'd foods from everywhere and be foods that you hardly never eat sometimes. It's hard to find or you don't know where to go find it. That's why I used to like going to IFAS because you interact with, with different cuisines, I guess, that, that I've never, don't do on a daily basis. Exploring through food is <laughs> my favorite way to explore <laughs> <our> culture. <laughs> yeah, I remember when uh, I was in Afghanistan when I was deployed, when I was in the Marines, and uh, one of the, I always call him the mayor of the town that we're in, but I'm not sure if that's exactly what his job title was. But he invited like our platoon sergeant, which is like our manager, I guess you could say. And then our section leader, which is like our supervisor, like a little bit lower level down. 
to dinner at his house and the culture over there is so different like for us being Amer- like american and you eat with spoons and forks and at a table the way they did it there is they laid a rug down and they put everything on the floor and he sat in a circle and uh i thought i was down for it i thought it was cool i was like oh look it's, it's like a community dinner instead of like an individual dinner where everybody has their own plate and the food was it was like it had like a spice to it but it wasn't spicy like mexican food it just had I don't, like i don't know it was like if you eat like a bunch of pepper or so had like that little kick but i don't know it was it was an experience which i've never had afghani food since then but i thought it was i thought it was pretty cool and what like who makes up the rules of how we're supposed to eat and what we're supposed to eat you know it just cracks you open a little bit yeah <laughs> paying attention yeah. and trying those new things <laughs> You mentioned you know, it was the culture shock for some of the guys. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> you mentioned some of the creative activities you're happy are coming back and and would like to see more of. Is there anything else or anything that doesn't exist or that you want to steal from another community um, that you haven't mentioned that you'd like to see here happen here? Well, the only one I want to I want to borrow from a community <laughs> is is the is is the. Uh, the gay pride parade, but as you mentioned, you guys are already working on it. So glad to hear that, that there's already talks and a committee set up to get that organized and going. Yeah. If people are interested in that, that is ELGBTQ plus. And I believe Elgin pride is the website and um, Kayla Bates is the human in charge of that. And you can reach them through there and, and, and check out all of that. If you want to be involved with that. Great, great. That's a nice plug. So everybody knows where to go. Find <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank you for that opportunity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but right now I don't think I don't I can't think of it. I was thinking about this question and uh I couldn't really think of anything that's a barrier or something that restricts a person from ex- exploring or or having exposure to their to their craft. Maybe maybe I'll come with something something later. I'll probably catch you on the street and tell you I found something but right now. <laughs> That's right fine. Now, You're like, tell anything. the people this. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you seeing and talking with as you're out or as you're just out in your daily life and work life? Are you seeing and talking to any individual artists who are participating in these bigger events or or honing their own skills or creative businesses for themselves and and see that flourishing around us at all? There's one guy, uh, he lived over by, was it Washington? Is it either Washington or Abbott? Yeah, one of those two schools. There, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he was telling me that he used to be a, like a singer and that I think he did drums or guitar. It was more like, like uh, heavy metal kind of music. And he would like to see more concerts like that in bars or venues where it's more that genre of music instead of like R&B, hip hop, country, jazz, like the normal stuff. He wants to see more more exposure of, of that kind of music where him and his friends can go hang out and uh, conjugate at. Yeah. And then he also would like to see like a, a music type event, kind of like, he's, he's like, like, I know we never get Coachella because it's way too big or mm-hmm. Spring Awakening because we don't have the venue space for that. But something with like a music festival with a little bit of everything. And that's something I brought up last time too. I don't know if I brought it up with you or if I brought it up at one of the uh, Daily Herald endorsement interviews or something like that. If Hoffman Estates 
could take Spring Awakening away from Chicago, why can't Elgin that from Hoffman Estates or 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 negotiate a contract with another promoter and bring it to Elgin? We could either do it at Lewis Park or Wing Park or downtown, or we could do three different spots downtown in both parks. They both have one has a band show, and then the one at Lord's Park has a big open space where they could put a uh, stage right there if they need to. So there's always possibilities. The thing is, we just need a proactive city council that wants to try to test the waters and see if we can pull it off. That would be so fun. Do you see? Do you see that as someone at the city's role to kind of reach out and be like, "How can we try this?" Or do you see that as a citizen's role to reach? Where Where does that idea, the growth of that idea, go to? Right now we have a uh, we have two special events coordinators, and uh, I don't know if it'll be because they have a lot those those two ladies. I think it's only two. They already they are they're doing the concert series in the summer. Then they're doing they do the Nightmare Chicago Street. So they already they're they're scheduled to probably already booked for all these events they have to do. So I think this would have to be like a like a subcommittee like between city staff and the residents and then any like vendors or motors that want to be involved and be like a community-based thing because to pull something off like this you need, you need a full-time staff on the city council or not city council city hall and or volunteers with staff from city hall to get it done because something like that i think is a huge undertaking but i would love to see something like that done yeah that would be really fun is there anything else you want folks to know about, you know, you mentioned the the important topics you're interested in at the top, anything else you want them to know about you and, and what you're running on? Uh, just, uh, my name's Anthony Ortiz and I'm campaigning for Elgin City Council. And I really appreciate your vote on April 4th. And that uh, I've always, advocated for the city and all the different cultures and groups whether i'm a private citizen as i am now as a commissioner as a chairman for the for the algen police and fire commission or just as as a regular attacker like i'm always here to make sure the best is getting done for algen whether i'll be elected or not i'm always going to be here for you guys and I don't know if this helps or hurts, but I remember from last time you're a White Sox fan, and I'm totally on board with that. <laughs> I know that can go either uh, way. Yep, yep. <laughs> you yep, tell I'm, some I'm people I'm that. I'm a White Sox fan. <laughs> I try to keep that on the low, though. <laughs> um, if people want to know more about you or your campaign, where should they go? They could uh, go on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and it's all Anthony and the number four, Algin is like the handle. And then my website is anthonyforalgen.com. And you mentioned voting on April 4th, and then early voting begins March 20th, I believe. Um, and yeah, so I think so, yeah. People should start thinking about their voting plans now, so there's there's no way to come up with an excuse not to make it happen. Yep, yep. early voting, you go to the Elgin Township or the Gale Boarding Library. And then if you're in Cook County, you have to do a little bit of driving. You have to go to Streamwood City Hall or Village Hall, then the Cook County side of Elgin. And uh, you can register and vote the same day if you're, if you're a new voter. Or if you don't think you're registered, go during early voting so they don't try to push you away to your actual voting place on election day, which sometimes could have a long line or be a hassle. So if you don't know if you're, if you're registered to vote, 
or don't know where to go vote, just go during early time, either Elgin Township, Dearborn, if you're in Kane, and if you're in Cook County, you have to go to Streamwood Village Hall, which is another thing I want to change. I want to have an early voting place at Elgin High School. I didn't know that about Streamwood. That's really important information for people to know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's one one thing I want to want to help get changed is that Elgin has no early place. Looks like they have to go all the way to Streamwood, and we have Elgin High right there. As long as you play six, says it's cool. We should be able to have a voting spot there or at the East Side Rec Center, which Elgin has closed for two years now. That could be a, a polling place. Yeah, as as easy as it can be made for people to vote, it should be. <laughs> it should be that. Yep, true that. Anthony, thank you so much for chatting with me again. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, thank you for the invitation again. Thank you all for listening and be sure to follow and like this podcast for all the vote local and side street activities. And don't forget to get out and vote local on Tuesday, April 4th. Anthony, have a good day. <laughs> you too, Erin. Thank you. Thank you. Connected is a Side Street Studio Arts production. Music by Tanner Melvin. Produced by Nick Mataragas. To find out more about Connected and all the great things Side Street Studio Arts offers, please visit sidestreetstudioarts.org.